I'm your host, Nick Ginsberg, and you're listening to The Open Drive, a podcast focusing on authentic living and defining your own path against the odds. Hey there, welcome to episode nine. Can you believe it? Uh, And also we're in December. Wow. So welcome back. Welcome. Anyone that is listening for the first time. Hi, my name's Nick. Lovely to meet you. Uh, I do suggest if you're listening for the first time, head to the beginning. Start, Start from the beginning. But you're more than welcome to listen to this episode anyways. So please stay around, hang around, enjoy. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the group. Before we jump into the episode, just a reminder that you please subscribe. Please make sure that you are following uh, the podcast Instagram account at The Open Drive and also my Instagram account, which is at Nick Ginsburg. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast and you've enjoyed the episodes prior to this, please make sure that you share it with your friends and family. I want to reach as many people as I possibly can. Uh, It's not about followers or listens or whatever that is. I don't care about those metrics. What I care about is helping people through my story. So if you feel like someone can get a benefit from listening to this, please make sure you share it with them. I would love to welcome them to our family. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about the thing that was kind of my protector in my childhood, which is dancing. I've talked about it briefly, and every time I've spoken about it, I have gotten a flood of messages asking me more details about dancing. So this is what this episode's going to be. I want to talk about what I did, what it was, uh, what I got out of it, what it taught me. So buckle up. I want us to dive into that. If you're willing, please stay around. So I started dancing when I was seven and I started at Happy Feet Performance Academy on the Gold Coast, which is where I grew up, of course. And it was run by Kathy Gearan, uh, who uh, her name's now Kathy Carlson, um, who was my dance teacher. So she ran it and her parents uh, helped out along with her five brothers. and No, seven brothers and sisters. She had five brothers, one sister plus herself. That's a big family. And they're all really lovely people, genuinely lovely people. And I started dancing there when I was really young. I think I was seven. And we I started dancing there. Mum had seen the two youngest of the siblings, of Kathy's siblings, performing at Australia Fair Shopping Centre, uh, I think. Or maybe it was Surface Paradise in Kavalav. Anyways, one of the two. And uh, got talking with Kathy's father is what I understand. And I ended up going to my first class. I loved it. I don't remember that first class. I actually don't remember starting dancing. I just remember it always being there. Uh, Obviously I had memories before dancing, but I just don't remember that starting period. And I loved dancing. I still do love dancing. I don't do it professionally anymore, but you better believe I dance around the house to music. I dance in the shower. One of my favorite things about our new house is the shower's big enough for me to dance. Uh, don't don't be under any illusions. Our place is not huge. Our place is, is modest, but we made sure we had a decent sized shower. So that's fun. 
So I love, I love dancing. I love music, as you know. And dance quickly became a safe space for me. So it was a place where I could go escape, hang with kids and have fun. And it was great. It was, it, it really was great. I very quickly ended up dancing a lot. I think in the end, at the most, I was dancing, uh, I think it was like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, all day Saturday. I could be wrong. If anyone uh, from Kathy's family, or if Kathy, if you're listening, if I'm wrong on that, let me know, because I can't remember how many days I danced. I remember it was a lot. And what would happen is I'd finish school, go home, get changed, get in the car, mum would take me to dance. Now, while I was at dance, unfortunately, they were off doing whatever they were doing, and there was a lot of stuff tied to that, which isn't for this episode. This episode is going to be fun, and we're going to talk about uh, dance and what it did. So they did their thing, but I got to be at dance. A lot of the times it was just me. Sometimes mum would watch, and it was and it was a hoot. So I did everything but ballet. I did like one or two classes of ballet, so that's probably a lie. But I, I did one or two classes of ballet, never in tights. Me in tights, even at that age, was absolutely not a good idea. Um, and But I did everything else. I did jazz, funk, hip-hop. I did tap. I did contemporary. I did ballroom, but not proper ballroom. It was like a... a kind of like a kid's version of ballroom, still quite hard and quite difficult, but not the professional ballroom that you see people doing. Um, so I did a, a dabbled in that. Uh, my favourite, though, was was jazz. Tap, I always found incredibly hard. I could not get my ankles to flick the way they needed to flick. Uh, and I still vividly remember being very frustrated at my ankles for not being able to do the flick. Um, and... Yeah, it was a hoot. So on Saturdays, it would be literally all day. I think it started at like nine, eight or nine, and it'd go through to like three or four o'clock, which was amazing for me. I got to have lunch there and hang out with people. And then I was chosen, I think it was, oh, I was maybe eight, eight or nine. And I got chosen to be part of the performance team, which was called Kathy's Kids. Being picked for that... And I'm sure there was various reasons, but being picked for that was just so amazing. Uh, It was like she had created a little family within the dancing school, which obviously maybe made other kids feel left out. But I was on the inner and I I felt just so warm and, and, and kind of swept up in that. It was amazing. But what that meant is that it ramped up even more. So we would dance at shopping centres. We would dance uh, at fairs. We would dance in malls. We, like as in um, the in Broad Beach, there was this strip of open air kind of restaurants and a little stage. We performed there heaps. Um, it was just amazing. Uh, really, really, really amazing. And a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, we would do... A concert every year. Was it two concerts? I think. I think it was two concerts a year, or maybe one. See, I'm my memory of this time is like patchy, but 
who cares? We did at least one concert a year and it was so good. It was so much fun. It was so much fun that I got to perform stage lights and smoke machines and I was in the performance team. So we were in almost every number, quick changes, side stage, and it was so good. Like, I know I've said that a lot on this podcast, but it is, it was such a lifesaver for me. And so the other thing that was really cool that we got to do was we actually got to go to America on a a little tour. So in 1995, we were moving from Calvary Court to Open Drive. And uh, if you listen to the Open Drive episode, you know that was not a great time. But at that point, we, the, the people got to sort of go on this America trip with the dancing, with the dance school. And I fundraised for my money and I'm sure I didn't even get anywhere close to the amount it needed. And I can't remember how we paid for it, but either way I went, um, I'm sure Kathy's family had something to do with it, which I'm internally grateful for. But we went, we went to LA and Las Vegas. It was my first time traveling outside of the country. In fact, I think it was the first time I'd even been on a plane and it was trip of a lifetime. We flew into LA, we stayed in Anaheim, we went to Disneyland, we performed at schools, which was so cool. Um, we, we performed at, I think it's called the Crystal Cathedral in LA. Really cool. We did a bunch of stuff around there, got to uh, go see all the touristy stuff and go to all the theme parks and all of that. And then we drove from LA to Las Vegas. Um, that I don't think I loved as much. And then Las Vegas was a hoot. We again performed at more schools and um, yeah, just so much fun. Like time of my life. I think we were gone for maybe 10 days, two weeks, something like that. And I remember calling back to home on the payphone, there was like a payphone down the street from where we were staying in Anaheim. I remember walking to make the phone calls and worried about what was happening at home. But thankfully that worry only stayed with me just before the phone call and just after. And I kind of blocked it out for the rest of the time. So I had the time of my life was just amazing. And then we got to do it all over again with a much bigger group from Happy Feet in 1996. And this time we flew LA to Las Vegas, which I was much happier with. Um, but it was it was really phenomenal. I mean, those two really those two trips really shaped me. I think they played a big part in shaping me about independence and because I, I was on my own. Uh, people's parents did come, certain people's parents did come, but I was on my own. I was with the Girans. I was just me. And as a nine and 10 year old, I think it really showed me that I don't, I don't need anyone to have fun. I don't need anyone to look after me. I'm good. I can do this. And sure, that probably 
a nine and 10 year old probably doesn't need to be thinking like that, but it really braced me for the years ahead and uh, it was great. And so I danced a lot and did all of that until I was 13. I think it was 12, 13 when we went to uh, the place at Merrimack when things got really, really bad. And like I mentioned in that episode, I'm, I still, I'm not sure why I stopped dancing. I, t- I tell people that I was getting bullied and I was getting bullied, but I'd moved to a new school and uh, I'm sure a part of me didn't want to be bullied anymore. But I think what actually ended up happening was the relationship between my parents and in particular my mum and the Giran family deteriorated a lot because of mum's mental health. Um, it was it was very bad. And I've caught up with them. Uh, I actually caught up with uh, Donna, Kathy and Lynn, um, I'll say two years ago. And we, we still talk pretty regularly. Um, and I keep in touch with them online. But it was bad for them. It was really bad. That was a bad period for them with mum and and I just don't think it was salvageable. Like I mentioned in the earlier episode, I'm still working through that because uh, that was such a big part of my life. And I I don't I, I don't resent anyone. So I don't resent mum, I don't resent them, I don't resent anything anything. But it does make me sad that I stopped dancing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like the world's best dancer, but I was good. Like I could, I can keep beat. I can pick up choreography fast. In fact, I still know the choreography to Crazy in Love and all of the Spice Girls songs, by the way. Um, and so I wish I had have kept dancing. I wish that was on the cards and I could have kept doing that. And funnily enough, when I moved to Brisbane with my friend Colin, don't worry, we'll get into that because there's a whole story behind that as well. Um, the lead up to that and Colin really coming in to help me. We signed up for a hip hop dance class. I don't know how old I was, maybe like 22. It was just a hoot. We had a ball. Um, I even found my old dancing shoes that were still at mum's. They fell apart in like two weeks because they'd been like, you know, in a like semi-damp cupboard for like forever. Probably not healthy for me to be wearing them, but I found them. Uh, and yeah, so dance and music has always been something that's brought me so much joy. And it's because it helped me so much as a kid. So much. And even for mum and Louise, I mean, they were going through really tough times. Mentally, they they didn't have a grip. Um, That sounded worse than I wanted it to, but you know what I mean. And the addictions were taking hold and really taking control of them. When I was performing and they were watching, none of that mattered. So when I was on stage and they were in the audience, there was nothing else there. It was my parents watching me perform. To them, that's all they were focusing on. To me, that's all I was focusing on. I didn't have anything else in my head as I was performing other than I want to make these people uh, uh, happy. And when I say these people, I mean the whole audience, not just mum and Louise. 
So that was so amazing. Yeah. Little fun fact, mum and Louise did have to help. So with costumes, um, we, uh, we did this. So happy feet. So they would supply certain costumes for, uh, a fee, of course, but you would have to stone stuff or finish little bits and pieces off or whatnot, as it's common at every dance school. If you've watched Dance Mums with Abby Lee Miller, by the way, Kathy and her family are nothing like Abby Lee Miller. I just want to get that out there. But it was like that. So mums argued with each other, not full on, but they argued with each other. They were stoning and putting little sequence on different outfits and uh, doing hair and all of that. So what you see on there is actually a relatively good representation of what it is to get a performance team ready. It's just obviously much, 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 much more heightened for TV. And my dance teacher was kind and warm and loving, not Abby. (laughs) So get that out of the way. I wanted to share this part with you because I think when sharing my story, a lot of it is quite heavy. And I get that. A lot of it's heavy and it can be uh, quite down. But for almost seven years, I had these huge bursts of joy slotted into the hard times. And that was dancing. So I wasn't in this dark pit of despair as a kid for all eternity. I had ups and downs. I had really crappy times and I had amazing times at dancing. Don't worry, there were some crappy times at dancing and amazing times at home. Like it was very much fluid. But I want you to also know the really fun stuff that I did as a kid as well, because it is the whole picture. When I talk to people about owning their story, it's not about just owning the parts that you want to own. It's everything. And so for me, that is all of this. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, And I I hope you enjoy, uh, I'm recording this a little bit in advance. I hope you enjoy the cover art that I'm going to put on Instagram for this episode. It is a photo from dancing. I've blurred out other kids' faces, but I'm in full dance mode. So I really hope you enjoy that because uh, it's coming at slight embarrassment to me because uh, it's a bit of a cringy photo, but I hope you love it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. Again, if you enjoyed listening to this, please make sure you share it. Um, and I hope you enjoy whatever it is you're doing. So I hope you drive safe. I hope you finish your run. I hope you finish your walk. hope you enjoy your time relaxing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Again, eternally grateful for you t- tuning in. Thank you. And make sure you're following us on Instagram. So at The Open Drive and at Nick Ginsburg. Make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and I will chat to you in the next episode. Thanks so much. See you later.